Welcome to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Crew, a mom to twin girls, small town family doctor, and an anxiety and mindset coach for moms and mompreneurs. Let's face it, motherhood is an adventure, and it can be all-consuming if we let it. I believe that too often we lose ourselves when we become mothers, and our lives run us rather than us running our lives. This podcast is designed for the multi-passionate but overwhelmed mom who is ready to master her mindset, quiet the chaos, and create the life and business of her dreams without sacrificing what's important to her. Each week on this show, I'll bring expert tips, guest interviews, and a healthy dose of honesty to help you finally step back into your power and create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to Mind Over Motherhood. I am really, really excited about this week's episode because I am hosting Courtney St. Croix, who is a best-selling author, publisher, podcast producer, and CEO of Momfident Media and the brand Momfident AF Trademark. Her main mission is to help moms improve their confidence level so they can chase after whatever they want to accomplish, whether that means wearing a bathing suit or finding the courage to write a book. Courtney, thank you so much for joining me on Mind Over Motherhood. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's, you know, I have my own podcast, so it's not as often that I am the guest on someone else's show. I'm usually in your shoes as the interviewer. So it's actually really nice to be the interviewee and to be getting asked questions versus asking the questions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely a different perspective for sure. And before we went live here recording the interview, I was saying that Courtney's podcast, when I was on the Momfidence podcast, way back in what was early, I think early 2019, I would say. Probably early 2019 because I started it um, sort of mid to late 2018. So yeah. I was just starting to, I did my own, you know, my own episodes first, and then I started incorporating guests. And I did not know yeah. that was one of your earliest podcasts. It was. So it was one of my cool. earliest and and one of the ones that I got the most, like, messages about. People would reach out saying oh, that they heard, heard about me from your podcast. So that was really, really lovely. So I'm really, really grateful that Courtney has agreed to come on the podcast. And we're going to talk about something that is really important to me and I think is coming up for a lot of women lately. And and we can talk a lot about that, like, kind of this, this drive to self-express and to write things. And, and we're going to talk about writing, writing a book and publishing books, because, you know, your brand started a little bit different, but it seems now from my perspective is that you've transitioned a lot into writing Mm -hmm. and publishing. And so I'm really excited to dig into that with you today. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about it. It's uh, become quite the passion of mine. So I'm here to talk as much as you want me to talk about it. Perfect. So, so talk to me a little bit about that. So how did it go from, because I know you've done some self-publishing yourself. And so how did it go from what you were doing before, which was a lot and still is body confidence and Mm -hmm. radical self-love and all the good stuff, but you've definitely shifted. So tell me a little bit about that shift or pivot in your business, because that's really interesting. So my, this is interesting because you work with kind of new entrepreneurs, right? Or people trying to transition into the mompreneur sort of space. I started, I would say my business in 2015. And this was just before my daughter was born. I had a blog. Now the blog was called something completely different. And it just started as like a personal thing. And in fact, I had started about three other blogs before I actually published this one because I started them and did all the background stuff and started writing and then just couldn't get myself to do the publish thing. You know, I couldn't push publish on it and actually go out there because I was worried what people would think as there's a lot of, you know, that's a common fear that a lot of women Mm -hmm. have. Women, whether they're a mom or not, starting a business, putting yourself out there, all of that stuff is tricky. So I just started as a blog. And if you have my book or happen to be able to, you know, pick up my book, Momfident, as 
Can we swear? Can I swear? Yes, go ahead. Swear. Talking yeah, talk is the title of my first full book. There's more of an explanation of how my blog evolved and what the names were and all that stuff. But it was more like lifestyle. And then my background is in fitness. So I worked in corporate fitness for 15, almost 15 years. And so that just naturally progressed into it was a personal blog. And then it turned into kind of health and wellness because that's just what I knew. And then when I started talking about my postpartum experience with my body and how I was feeling, um, you know, I've struggled with confidence most of my life as a lot of women do, which is really unfortunate, but I think this is a common thread among most women. Um, And after I had my daughter, my body changed a lot and I was having a hard time with it. And when I started sharing about that struggle and what I was doing to help, you know, move past it, those were the things that people were really getting excited about and really asking to hear more of. So there was a brief period where I shifted my brand from my old blog name to really talking about confidence and loving your body and self-love and all of that stuff. And I briefly transitioned the name to Body Momfidence, which is why the podcast is called the Momfidence Podcast and not the Momfident AF Podcast. And it was a very short period in 2018. And then um, I decided I wanted to be really bold and blunt about what it was that I was doing with my message. So I changed it to Momfident AF. I left the podcast as is the Momfidence Podcast. It still stands. It's still there. But I decided that I wanted to keep talking about that topic because that's what seemed to be helping people the most. You know, I could post a a workout that I did. I could post 30-minute treadmill workout that I had just, you know, accomplished. But it was when I started sharing openly and being really vulnerable, vulnerable and raw about my personal journey that people started getting like, they just really started resonating with the content. And so um, I decided that I wanted to write a book. I've been a writer my whole life. I've always wanted to write a book, but I had like about half of my book, which now is actually Momfident as Fuck, the finished product, sitting on my desktop for ages, you know, about after I had my daughter for about a three or four year period, it just kind of sat there. And then I had this idea for a journal, a self-love journal, because journaling was a big part of my story and it helped me a lot to get through, um, you know, adjusting my mindset about my body image. And so I created a self-love journal. And to be honest, it was really because that took less work and it was a lot easier to accomplish. The self-publishing process can be tricky and complicated. I did have somebody help me to go through it. So I had a coach that helped me with it. But the self-love journal was the first thing that I self-published. I followed that up with a self-love journal for girls. So there's a pink journal that's um, on Amazon for moms. And then there's a purple one that's for like a seven to 13 age age, uh, demographic because I started thinking like, I'm 30 years old. Like, what if I didn't have to do this when I was 30 years old? What if I could start doing these practices when I was younger and wouldn't have to get to the point where I'm now having having to, you know, dismantle the damage that has been done my whole adult life. So it really um, started with the self-love journal. I was Momfident AF at that time. It was in 2018. And then, you know, was still working on the podcast. And then, you know, I published a few more things. I had a joint venture project, a couple other journals with a, a partner of mine. And then my fifth project was Momfident as Fuck, the book that launched February 2020. So it came out just before all the craziness with COVID (laughs) came out on Valentine's Day. And then I started working on another passion project of mine, which was allowing other women, a lot of moms, they they weren't all moms, but other women to share their stories in a co-author project. And it came as an idea in October 2019. I didn't really know (laughs) if anyone was going to care or want to do it, Um, but I had an overwhelming response. And so that was also focused on self-love. It ended up being um, there's self-love club volume one and two are on Amazon. Now we just launched number two at the beginning of the month, September 1st. And it's really this idea of, you know, I've shared my story and I've had, again, an overwhelming response with women 
who have learned along the way or maybe taken a strategy that they might have learned or taken something off my social media or maybe learned something in the journal. And so now that I know that there are other women that have other stories that have their own version of how they've grown in the self-love category. And so that was really the concept is allowing other women to share their stories and let's all put our individual stories together. And I'm always thinking of the woman, number one, the author who's sharing her story and how like you said, the self-expression and, you know, getting out your story and being able to share in that way. But I'm also always thinking of the person who has the book in her hands, who is the reader going to be of this book? And how is that reader going to be helped by the words inside this book? Mm-hmm. So the first two were focused on self-love. The next two projects I have are a little bit more motherhood focused. And this most recent one that I've been recruiting for is all about like the difficulties of motherhood, which as we know, is not something that's talked about as much as like, look at how beautiful everything is and everything's perfect, Mm -hmm. rainbows and sunshine. You know, there are those moments, but there are also hard moments. And so I'm thinking of the woman who's struggling or maybe who's a new mom, like at two in the morning, like rocking back and forth, trying to breastfeed or bottle feed or whatever, and how the connection between author and reader is just profound. Like it's in Mm -hmm. my experience in launching these last two projects that that are now out in the open the connection that you can get with someone like you may be miles and miles away from this woman, but you're sitting there nodding going, I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, and especially right now with this really weird world that we're living in connection is something we're all craving and just dying for. Mm -hmm. And um, this is, you know, it's not a way that we can connect in person, but it's another connection thread that kind of keeps us all together. So my brand has really evolved over the past five years. And in finding what I really love, I never thought that writing and being an author or even a publisher could be something that I could do as a full-time job. In March, 2019, I left my corporate fitness job that I had for, like I said, 15 years, but about nine of them, I was like full-time group fitness management, like corporate fitness. And I still, in March, 2019, like it wasn't until October, 2019, that I figured out exactly like what I wanted to do. And it's really just taken off since then because there are so many women who are looking for an opportunity to share their voice. So yes, I still talk about confidence and, you know, self-esteem and self-love and all of that stuff. But I also talk about, you know, chasing after what it is that you want to do. That could be writing a book. It could be putting on a bathing suit for the first time. So it's really this confidence theme and then going after what it is that you want to do in your life. Absolutely. And it's all connected, right? Because when you have that like self-confidence, whether it's body confidence or just self-confidence in general, right? Then almost the next natural progression, if you're supported, can be expressing and sharing your vulnerabilities that you've grown to love and accept, right? And that's so, so powerful. So it's like a healing journey for the author as well, usually. I mean, I was just part of, and I know you know, I was just part of um, the You've Got This Modern Mama co-authored project with Sabrina. And and really, I mean, as an author, I, I like to call myself a writer, even though I haven't published anything yet, but I do write. I've always written, like my whole young life, I remember I was always writing things and had my little journal and, you know, like many people who are probably listening to this being like, yeah, me too. And the co-author project is a nice kind of like gentle step towards it. Right. And I think that's probably what, yeah, that's probably what a lot of your authors find too, is that it's like, wow, a big solo book, like a manuscript of 60,000 words Mm -hmm. feels like a big, huge endeavor, but Hey, I could write a chapter. I could write 2000 or 3000 words or whatever it is for your particular project. And it allows them to kind of I think at least for myself, it was, it allowed me to kind of put my story in a bit of a, like kind of a nice package and be Mm -hmm. like, here you go. Here's a lesson that I learned or, or one or two lessons. And I think that's really powerful. 
I think books too, and and this is just something as you were speaking about the connection, I think we've kind of lost the, in this age of social media, where everyone's everything is really out there, right? We see people's faces on stories, which are wonderful every day, right? There's not a lot of that deep, like person to person connection that you get from reading someone's written word, right? Like, I feel like that's really been lost. The whole, like blogging, in a sense, I feel like, a lot of people don't go and read blogs so much anymore for the yeah. sense of like the poetic journalism version of the blog. They go to be like the top three tips for your SEO. Like that's a great blog, right? It's very actionable. But nobody's going to be like my motherhood journey and go read it on a blog. Right? I don't think so anyways. That's not something I have time well, for. I used to read blogs a lot and now yeah. it's just it's just the way things have shifted. Like, I mean, you know that now helping people transition into running an online business. Video is a, is a really important platform. Um, totally. audio is also a very important platform and using technology is a great thing. It's a great piece of your business, but there's something to be said for having a tangible or even a, a Kindle <laughs> version of a yes. book that yeah. you can really get, like you said, deep, more than surface level, more than this is where I got this shirt more than, you know, that you do, you kind of get to know people a little bit on social media, but you can be really raw and open and real. That's the experience most of the authors have now that we've gone through it a few times is that some of them have said like no one else, no one even in my family has heard of this version, this full version, like they've really cracked open. And so there's just so much power in that. There's so much, uh, that's just, I keep getting story after story of authors who connect with someone who they maybe would have never connected with before because that person bought the book because of another author in the book. You may experience this as well. Now that people are getting your book in their hands, they're, mm -hmm. they purchased it because someone else they knew was an author in it, then they read your story and they're like, holy cow, like, mm -hmm. this, this so totally resonates with me. Then they're like messaging you and now they have a connection, you know? Totally. So it's just, it's such a powerful way to connect. And it's used to be this really crazy thing that not a lot of us would think that we could ever participate in. And again, thanks to technology, we're now being able to accomplish things that we maybe wouldn't have been able to do. You know, publishing is one of those things that, you used to need a literary agent and then get a big publishing house to sign you. And if you were someone who just was a really great writer, but was a no nobody, they're mm -hmm. not, they're not going to sign. Well, chances are they're not going to sign you because mm -hmm. that's just the way it works. So now you're able to take your voice. And if you want to put it out there, you can, you can do that on your own with a full manuscript, but the co-authoring experience is just such a lovely um, connection experience at the end of it with the tangible product that's in your hand, but a connection experience with all of the authors. I'm sure you know, as going through that journey, through the writing process, and then together launching this thing out into the world. It's just, it's amazing connection on all levels. And mm -hmm. I just love it. And so much more approachable for, mm -hmm. for the writing process, because I think, I mean, I, one of my own clients now is, is going to be part of a co-author project too. And even she's like constantly asking me like, what do I write about? And I'm like, girl, you have so much happening in your life and your story, right? Like that I know about you, that I know there's so much you could write, right? And so I'm sure that's something that you find with a lot of your perspective authors too, is that they're like, I feel like I want to write in this, but I don't know where to start, right? Yeah. And so is that something that you help your authors with kind of helping them tease out the parts of their story that would be, you know, the most authentic to them or the most impactful? Yeah, I love this question because when I started with the first co-author project, you know how they talk about in business, you're niching down, you're finding like your niche that you want to speak to, because if you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. So for the first two projects, I, it was a very broad theme. It was just this, it, it, your experience with self-love. 
So we had people talking about all kinds of different topics. We had people that did talk about body image and, and that was part of it. We had people talk about alcohol, alcoholism and abuse and you know anxiety, depression, like all of these different topics. And so the one key you know, common thread was their self-love journey. So they're explaining how they got to the point that they're at now. Nobody's saying they're an expert. Nobody's saying that they have no more work to do, but they're all just explaining how they got to, you know, from maybe from point A to point D, you know, there's many more letters in the alphabet. And then what I decided to do was create something that was a little bit more specific. So the third project is called Five Lessons Learned Through Motherhood. And so that really allowed me to help the authors in what, what I feel is a much better way because I was able to say to them, okay, in self-love number one and two, I was trying to get across the point that they, you know, the field is theirs. They're able to write what they want to write, but that left some people a little stumped. Some people found that harder. You know, when you tell someone write about anything that almost makes you like, I don't know, what do I need? What can I write about? You know, there's so many things that how do I narrow it down and what's the right story to share? Because I can't share it all. I have to really be focused. So picking a specific topic, five lessons that you've learned through motherhood really, I think helped people to understand, like, I have this more narrowed focus for what I'm going to write about. And then then coaching. Yes, I have a Facebook group for every project that I do. And it's kind of like a, I would say between an eight to 12 month process, it's almost like a mentorship or a mastermind process. And yes, at the end, we're going to have a book, but there's coaching and development that goes along inside there as well. So some people come to it having experience writing, some people have no experience writing, some people feel like really comfortable with putting their thoughts together on paper, some people need a little bit of support. So I give them the guidance they need. But I found that adjusting it from such a broad topic and and moving towards something that's more focused. And then his last project is momming hard. So it's it's dealing with things that are difficult for you in motherhood. That's going to range depending on who you are as a mom and what your experience has been. Um, so we have people in that project who are, you know, adoptive moms or special needs moms. We have, there's actually in this project, two moms that are widows. And so they all have their own different experiences And I really feel that that's what we need now is people's different perspectives because your story is different from my story and hearing other people's stories. That's what we need because Mm -hmm. each version is authentic to them and real to them. And honoring that is really just like the beauty of it all, you know? Totally. And isn't it interesting, like you said, how some of the authors, it's like we might not have ever, your authors might not have ever told anybody this story, but there is something interesting about getting super vulnerable in a book where it could be like literally sold on Amazon. Like it could be like the most public way that you could have ever told this story, really, but that it just seems a little bit more I don't know what the word is, easier a little bit, right? Like you wouldn't go and sit down and talk to maybe your, you know, close loved ones about this story in this way, but you would publish it for a bunch of strangers. Like it's a little bit bizarre. There was a bit of anxiety about that. that. Yeah, but I think at the same time, it's like that disconnection from from the reader maybe in a way that you're, you're, you're sharing. I don't know. It's just a really interesting concept that I even recognize myself. I'm like, Oh, that was a bit raw that I shared in here. Like some of the thoughts that I used to have in my postpartum period. And I'm like, I've shared that because I've been pretty open about my experience, but, but I don't know if I've shared it in this way, right. Or shared this story this way. And, and so it's really interesting that that happens. We definitely could have used your help in, in the launch phase of each of the books that have been out so far, because there was a lot of people who were getting really anxious as we led up to it's now live and here we are and anybody can purchase it and anyone can read your story because there was a lot of vulnerable stuff that was shared in there. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about this, I think it was today, it might've been yesterday. I can't really remember. There's just always too many things going on in my head. But I was thinking about how 
sometimes I will like social media has its pros and cons as with everything in life. You know, it's this beautiful like pendulum where you're like swinging back and forth. Like sometimes things are awesome when you meet amazing people that you are in different provinces Mm -hmm. and you would never meet that person maybe if you didn't have social media. Um, And then there's other things that I was thinking about how I talk about stuff on social media that I'm blabbing away about. And then I see my like family or like my close friends and we don't talk about that. Like we're not talking, they could have easily seen it on my social media. They could have seen me like talking away about it on my phone, but yet they're not things that we're having conversations about in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think any time that that's, that's one part that I think is a beautiful part of social media is that we are able to, for some reason, it's like that vulnerability kind of shuts down. I mean, granted going on social media, talking on Instagram stories, that takes some building up to, and it takes some time to be comfortable with for sure. But once you start sharing things or even just sharing more vulnerable things in your feed posts or, you know, Facebook posts or whatever, first of all, people read your story and they're like, oh, wow, I had no idea. Now they're like saying, hey, I I experienced something like that too. It was 10 years ago and like the floodgates open. But it's like, would I ever have shared all the things that I shared in person to like my family at like Christmas dinner? (laughs) Would I ever have shared all the things that I shared in my book at the Christmas dinner table? Probably not. You know, it's not that I'm afraid to say those things. It's just they don't really come up. There's not really that time with your aunts and uncles and everybody to be all getting deep about how your postpartum experience was with like your stretch marks and your vagina after you had your baby. Like, you know, so it's this really cool thing. And, you know, I use social media as an example, but with writing a book, it's the same kind of thing. I have people reach out to me, people in my immediate family reach out to me and talk to me about something that I talked about in the book. Or people who I've never met before reach out to me and tell me that, you know, something really helped them that I, that I shared. So there, there is a great power with this vulnerability and you're right. It is, it's scary to put it out there, but for, for some weird reason, it's like, well, it's going out, it's on Amazon and like some people are going to read it who I don't even know. So like, who cares? But then yeah. Susan might read it. So, you know, <laughs> it's you a bit not weird, isn't it? It's all very weird. Because <laughs> I feel the same way. Like, I, I've definitely, like, really come a long way from when I first started. But I was quite vulnerable. Even my first year of my business, I was really, really vulnerable. My anxiety and everything I was dealing with. And then since then, I've just been shifted because I've been getting better. But, you know, it, it's it's like you start and it's very uncomfortable when you start to share. And then you start to share more and you're just like, well, whatever, just give her. Like, it's not, it doesn't seem as scary anymore, but it does take a lot of time to build up to for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's another yeah. thing is that um, I recently did an Instagram, I think it was an IG Live or, or yeah, it was an IG Live. I put it on IGTV and I was talking about how when I first started blogging, like, remember I said, I didn't publish like the first three, three different ideas I had for blogs. I like made the website and had it all ready and wrote a few things. And I just never pushed publish for fear of what people would think was honestly what my fear was. But I just think it's really cool that you can now really authentically share these things over social media and you will reach people who like the, the topic of my IG live that I was talking about is that my blog, I was afraid to launch it because of all the immediate circle people who would be like, oh my God, she's blogging now. Like, ugh. But that's not the people who make your blog have hundreds of thousands of page views a day. You know, it's not mm-hmm. your mom and your sister reading your blog that has helped. Like, yes, it's lovely that they're supporting you. But if you're worried about the immediate people around you who are wor- thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's blogging or now she's an online business person or now she's starting an MLM or whatever. The people around you in your immediate circle are not the people who are going to allow your business to grow. You're going to have clients from everywhere all over the place. So if you are just thinking about that immediate circle and what they might think, well, think about the people outside of that circle and outside of their circle 
who might benefit from what you're talking about. You know, it's not your mom and your grandma who are going to be your clients in your group coaching program that you're running. It's like, there's so much value to be had with sharing and being vulnerable about whatever it is that you want to talk about and knowing that there's others that are going to benefit from it. Even if there's an eye roll from a friend that you went to high school with that you don't even talk to anymore, you know, like, yeah, crack that open, let it out. Well, and, and, and also expect that like some of those inner circle or sort of like, you know, closer circle people are going to probably be like a bit weird anyways about it. Like yeah. even if it was like a normal sure. thing that you were doing online. Like, so I remember just kind of a funny story. I remember when I first started sharing a lot online and I was, I was right. You know, I, a lot of my posts initially were very much from like emotional places that I had written a long time ago. And then I kind of dredged them up and, and got back into that headspace and wrote from that really emotional place when I was trying to connect with people who also had anxiety. And like, it was really cute. But like, I had like my grandma reaching out, like, are you okay? And I'm like, grandma, I'm okay, man. You know, like, and and so like, you have to expect to appoint my dad to just checking in car, saw your post. I'm like, dad, no, I'm really okay. Like, I'm I'm really okay, you know, but like, so you have to kind of expect like your book's going to go out. It might have been a story from three years ago. But like, people are going to now come up and be like, are you okay? You're like, yeah, I'm good, dude. Like, I've healed that. That's why I wrote about it. You know, (laughs) you have to be a little healed to be able to really write about it. Because when you're in the thick of it, you can't really, it's like, you can't connect the dots. Who's Steve Jobs said, I think you can't connect the dots until you're looking back at them. So like yeah. when you're in it, you're probably not pulling lessons out left, right, and center when you're in the heat, you know, totally. it's totally. only afterwards that you can really reflect and look back and go, you know what? I did learn from that. I did learn from that difficult period of my, of my life or that experience that I had, or these circumstances that I was under. It's really hard to take the, the learnings and the golden nuggets away when you're like right in the center of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I think is a really good um, kind of advice even to somebody who would be listening to this and being like, whew, I would love to do this, but I don't have a story is to like, you know, look back on all those lessons that you might, Mm -hmm. you know, or speak to maybe somebody who's close to you who could tell you the lessons that you don't see. Because I think we often get stuck in our own echo chamber of our brain. And we don't really see what other people see of us, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be really powerful to have somebody else to be like, well, what about that crazy thing you did that you were super strong through and you made it and you're like, oh, yeah, like you just you wait, right? We don't see it because it's in the rearview mirror and you don't see it anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? So so just look at all those lessons that you've learned or what the, you know, the trials that you've been through and, and, and getting the wisdom out of them to start. I'm sure you have lots of like, do you provide like different prompts and stuff for people when they're kind of looking for their story or how do you usually help yeah, them? Yeah, now that of- I've narrowed it down and, and narrowed the topics down, it's become easier. People are less mm-hmm. confused about what they're writing about, but I'm just in the middle of kind of starting with Momming Heart is my fourth project. I'm just in the middle of that one right now. And we're just kind of like, easing into it. You know, nobody has to just sign up for a project and then just write everything all at once and then it's done and that's it. It's like we kind of do a, a coaching. We're doing writing workshops. We're doing, you know, like a little boot camp to help them strategize like how they're going to write and what topics. And now that being said, there are some people. So like if I were a person coming into a project, I wouldn't need that. I would be like, well, I'm just going to write my thing because it just came naturally to me. Like I just love writing. Mm-hmm. So there are people in the group that are more like that, that are like really creative, um, in the last project, Five Lessons, I had um, one of my authors wrote in like a prose style versus writing in like paragraphs. And it's just like, it's so beautiful that her creativity just came out that way. It's just gorgeous. It's like, I don't even know if prose is probably not even the right term to use, but it's just like a, a big long, almost looks like a poem. Mm. And she did the same word count that everyone else did, but she just wrote it in her own way. So there are people who are going to be creative and comfortable with coming up with their own version of things. And then there's people who need a little bit more guidance and coaching. So 
it's just like whenever you do any type of coaching program, some people get a certain concept and other people need a little bit more of development in that area. So mm-hmm. I prompts is one thing I do. Um, there's like tools and techniques and strategies that I will break out and offer them to everyone. Not everyone may need to use them. One thing that I do recommend is, and this is for anyone who's thinking they may want to write, but they're like, I don't even know. I'm so terrible at writing. My grammar is bad. My spelling's bad, blah, blah, blah. Try voicing it out versus writing it out. So try popping open your voice notes and saying like, let me, just let me hear about an experience that you had when you were growing up that you learned about motherhood when you were a kid. Like, tell me what your um, expectation was about the motherhood journey based on your experience and in childhood with your mother or like if I can get specific and hone in on, tell me about this experience and then have you go, okay, I'm going to try to tell you. Some people feel writing is easier to do. Some people feel talking is easier to do. So just offering up different measures that people can take to try to get their creativity out there. Some people need it more. Some people need it less. I often will give like sample, like if we're talking about how to start things off, you know, that can be a weird thing too. You're just like staring at that cursor that's blinking at you and you're like, how do I start this? You know, mm-hmm. so Yeah. So there's a lot of guidance. There's a lot of support along the way, which to be honest, if you, that's the beauty of a co-author, there's many benefits to a co-author project, but if you were writing your own book of which I can help you do that too, but if you're writing your own book, it's, it's a lot more difficult if you're by yourself trying to write, like you said, 60,000, 80,000, hundred thousand words. And you're sitting there with this blank cursor and you're like, what do I write? Versus Mm -hmm. being in a community where you can pop into a Facebook group and be like, guys, I'm really struggling with how I write this. And then you have me offering guidance or other authors offering their suggestions and their guidance, right? So it's this really unique experience that you get to go through and, and have support in, the, in terms of a co- like a publishing coach that's helping you and support in terms of everyone else who's doing the same thing alongside you. It's really cool. Super cool. Very unique experience, I think, that, that the co-author projects offer, right? And, and like that community and the mentorship and, and developing a skill in a more bite-sized way. So how has been the transition from, so you being a writer and writing things and publishing them yourself. So like venturing into publishing, I I can only imagine how much goes on behind the scenes (laughs) because I suspect there's a lot, right? You have to have like editors and all the things. I don't know the things you have to have, but there's probably a lot of things that you have to have. So how has that been? The beauty is that, you know, when you, when you go to start your own business, let's say you wanted to start a business, helping people make money, you know, like, Let's say you're a money mindset coach, for example. Well, you can't really be a money mindset coach if you haven't gotten over your own BS money mindset and figured out how to maximize, whether it's manifestation or just figuring out how to generate a profit as a business, right? Unless you've done it yourself. You can't coach other people how to do it if you haven't done it yourself. So I think the benefit is that in going through the self-love journal, the three other journals that I went through, the book the full book, Monfident as Fuck, when I went through all of that, I now have like a really core solid group of people that I work with to help me with the process of of going through and actually self-publishing. Because what I am is kind of a a happy medium between self-publishing by yourself and having a huge publishing house, right? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like boutique publisher slash publishing coach. So I can help you with all of that stuff because I now have a team behind me of people who I have through trial and error found. That's not to say you can't find your own people. You can go on Upwork or Fiverr and find different contractors or freelancers that can help you. But it is a learning curve and it is like a trial and error process because some people are going to be better than other people. Mm -hmm. And so 
there's lots that goes on behind the scenes. I often joke with my girls when I'm in the middle of a co-author project that there's lots of work as we lead up to writing workshops, boot camps, like trainings, lots of group calls where we're talking about the concepts and talking about bringing our ideas into our chapter. And then there's a phase after they submit their chapter where it's kind of like a waiting period. Like we're still checking in with each other, but there's a lot of stuff that has to go on. The editing has to be done. Um, the cover generally uh, artwork and all that stuff starts to be worked on even before their, their chapters are submitted, but all of that stuff is going on in the background. Um, then there's like an interior process. So once things are edited, it has to be laid out in like the proper format for a book. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background. I don't know what your experience was, but I always just tell prep my girls to the fact that we're going to, you know, check in every month we have a call. Um, generally every month, there's something that we're talking about. And so in that phase, I'm trying to educate them on like the launch process and what's going to happen when the, when the book is coming out. Um, but it does feel a little bit like their job has been done. Like they've submitted their chapter and they're just like, okay, so <laughs> when's launch day, you know, but there's lots of stuff that has to go on in the background. Mm -hmm. So I have been through, you know, lots of different projects and have really learned a lot from each one. Each one I can take something away and say, that's what I learned from that project is that I'm going to adjust for next time, you know? So it's, it's really this beauty of finding what you're really interested in doing. Like, you know, you had a shift as well. You were doing mostly just anxiety mm -hmm. work and then shifting into helping other people to, to you know, kind of more business focused. Mm -hmm. But once you can really narrow that down, like I never, some of the other things that I tried, like I tried a, a mindset uh, mastermind. I tried to do a group pro coaching program. I think that was in 2018 as well. I was still kind of getting my feet wet. I didn't really give it much of a chance to go through like a year long process. Let's say, let's say I did one each quarter to like figure things out. But with this now, I'm just, I'm so every time I want to have an idea for a new project or I like have a new topic that I want to, to launch, I'm so fired up about it. And now the pieces are just kind of like settling almost like mm -hmm. the pieces of the puzzle were just like around the table. And now suddenly things are just like merging together and it's starting to look like a full picture but it takes time for mm -hmm. to, get to that point. Right. And so, yeah, I think just having gone through it now, I have multiple authors that have gone through it. I'm starting to work one-to-one -one with clients as well who want to publish their own projects, but they don't know what to do. So they have the idea, but they don't know how to execute it. So that's where I can come in and be that person that's going to do the back end, like kind of BS stuff, which isn't BS to me, but it is if you're not a tech person or you don't, you know, care to learn. Like I'm in that place now. If I didn't have a podcast and I wanted to start one now, I would find mm -hmm. someone to do it for me. Like if I wanted mm -hmm. to build a funnel for a product that I have, I would find someone else to do it for me because it's their zone of genius. It's not my zone of genius. Um, so that's how I would be now. But on the flip side, I also have a course because a few years ago, I was the DIY person. I was the I'll invest my time to learn this and I'd rather save some money and invest my time and figure this out on my own. So let me get this one tool, this course that's going to help me do it, right? So totally. it's been uh, it's been a journey for sure to go from me just doing my thing to having groups of people come with me <laughs> and do the thing with me. But it's just been so fulfilling. Like it's just been so cool to see people go from, I don't know if I can do this and having conversations with people going, you can do this. I'm going to help you do this. And then seeing them, you know, a number one best-selling author and seeing the you probably had this kind of feeling too. It's like a, it's like a emotional hangover. Like after that big to do of like, everyone's pushing and driving and we're trying to, you know, reach climb the charts and get number one bestseller. And then you get there. And then there's also this weird feeling of like, well, now what? Cause there's this, totally. 
there's this anticipation of it's launch day coming, more books launching in a week, our books coming tomorrow. And then you're climbing, 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 and then you hit number one and you're almost kind of like, well, that's it. <laughs> like <laughs> I was expecting, I really talked to my girls also about anchoring in their celebration. And like, I had a bottle of champagne chilling for like months before our launch date because I didn't give a shit what ranking we got. We did the thing that we said we we're going to do. We all mm-hmm. decided we were going to do this months ago. We all worked hard for ages. It's launch day. Our book is on Amazon. Everything's going great. Whether we hit number one or we don't get on the top 100 chart at all, we did the thing that we said we're going to do. It's there. It's live. So this celebration was like a big deal. I was like, you guys have your celebration ready. I don't care. you got to make sure it's planned. For me, it's a bottle of champagne. For you, it could be buying a new purse or something. I don't know. But you got to anchor in the celebration because who's going to celebrate you? Who else is going to celebrate totally. you? celebrate yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you pass the kind of like 30 marker and there's no more milestones to hit, there's no more 21st birthday or getting your driver's license or 25th or 30th birthday, then what? Like mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta take charge and celebrate yourself. So writing a book, whether it ranks number one or not, is a huge accomplishment. Totally. So a really good talk about prepping for the launch day. I mean, like get ready for this. Cause it's going to be this weird, like Uh, It's called the arrival fallacy. It's this feeling where you're like, your brain's releasing like endorphins and serotonin and all these great happy hormones in anticipation of the goal. And then it kind of assumes that you've already done it because you've been so excited about it for so long. And then you hit it and then you're just like, okay, now we're (laughs) back to normal life, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting experience to go through, but definitely- Feeling one I'm sure you well and I think totally and I think that that kind of feeling of like that anticipation I, I think outside of even just writing books that happens so much even in you know in it whether it's the online business or like you know it's like your wedding it's the same kind of idea big big exactly. big build up and then it's like but <laughs> I know right that's a great example or even reaching any other goal like we had um, I had set this silly crazy goal to to we, we, I, we bought a new truck and I've been working super hard up here and I'm like I'm gonna pay this off in under three months like I'm gonna pay this truck off right and so I was like just pushing 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 so hard like literally I think I had three days off in like three months it feels like but anyways it's sure enough in under three months for buying this truck I paid this loan off Amazing. and I was waiting for like this you know, you're waiting fair, like, like, what's, what's gonna happen? <laughs> but like nothing will happen like, if you don't celebrate. Right, exactly. So we made the big point of like making a big celebration and feeling really good about it. And, and you really do have to kind of celebrate for yourself. And one of the other coaches, at, and I've had her on here too, Michelle Knight, she, she talks a lot about, you know, with the champagne bottle in the fridge, like, you know, put whatever your goal is and keep it in there so that not only do you have something to celebrate when it comes, you have some way to celebrate, but it also is a nice motivating. It's like, it's like a manifestation kind of technique and that it's already happened. That's why you already have this in your fridge and I think that's so so nice to do that for books I think it because it is it is and I, I I totally can speak to that experience of you know you do a lot of the work and then for, for a couple months I'm like mm, I'm not sure I think it's happening I don't know what's going on there's lots of stuff happening but I don't know what it is, right? <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so cool so cool so you mentioned briefly your course so I'd yeah. love for you to tell me a little bit about that course because I think I I totally can agree with what you mentioned how the the earlier you know entrepreneur or the earlier the woman who's just early in her business um often there's that that investment fear almost of I don't want to have to do a lot of money here because I don't know if this is gonna pan out and I'm not really confident to put you know like a bunch of money down but if I could figure it out myself I will and so tell me a little bit about your course. 
Yeah. So that was kind of to bridge the gap because like I said, I work one-on-one with people as their publisher. I have a few clients that I'm working with right now. Um, actually, a lot of people come to me for journals. They have an idea for a journal that they want to put together and they don't quite know how to do it. Now, the course could be helpful if you have a journal or a book that you want to write. Obviously, when you come to me, you have to have an idea of what it is that you want to do. So if you were going to work with me one-on-one, I would be like, okay, so is your book written yet? Because I can't write the book for you. You have to write the book or you have to have the idea for the journal or whatever it is that you want to do. But that being said, you know, publish self-publishing is expensive. Publishing in a regular publishing house is expensive too, but their structure is a little bit different, right? But self-publishing can cost you a little bit. You can figure out ways to spread it out or work with you know, freelancers that have payment plans or whatever, but it does cost you a little bit. So the co-authoring kind of eliminates that. You don't have quite as much of an investment to make and you don't have to learn the techie stuff. If you are good with learning on your own and you have the time, I, I know exactly how you feel because at the beginning... Like I taught myself everything I needed to know about podcasting because I wasn't at a place in my business where I could justify investing in a course or investing in somebody to do it for me. And so there is a fear. There's like, I don't know, am I even going to generate any revenue from this? I'm not really sure. And so working with me one-to-one would be definitely more of an investment than purchasing a course and figuring out how to do it on your own. So the course is far less of an investment. It is a go at your own pace. It is figure it out as you go. Um, You're definitely going to have to put in the time there. There's some writing guidance there as well. So there's how to structure your book. If you don't know how to structure your book or you haven't written it yet. Um, And then there's guidance on how to find the people that you need to help you with your project, how to find editors, how to find designers, how to find interior layout, like typeset contractors, how to do all of that stuff. There's the entire like Amazon KDP walkthrough, how to get your book on Amazon, the back end of Amazon. So the front end, you see amazon.com or amazon.ca. The back end is Amazon Kindle direct publishing. That's the the background where you would upload all of your stuff to be put on the front end of Amazon. So it's like the behind the scenes, but there's complete walkthroughs of how to do all of that stuff. And so that's what I would do for you if you worked with me one-to-one, but if you feel like it's something you could go after on your own, the course would guide you all the way through that. And it's far less of an investment to do it that way. And, you know, slowly over time, learn things, have lifetime access to it, do it when you can. And it's a lot more just accessible. So there's Mm -hmm. co-author, which is really a great way because you don't have to write as much. You don't have to invest as much. Um, it's less of a time commitment, right? You're just writing your one chapter. But if you have, let's say you've been writing a book for the last year and you're like, okay, now I'm almost at the point where I'm like done this thing. I think I'm almost at the end. I know there's always this weird, like, am I done? Is there another chapter left? I'm not really sure. But if you're in that space and you're like, I've been writing this thing for years and I want now want to go about doing it, then you're like more than halfway there. If you get the course, the course is going to help you figure out you know, the next steps in order, what to do and how to get that thing, how to get that sucker on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So smart. So awesome. Like such a good idea for a course. I think that's, that's such a, you found a beautiful like intersection between the two things that you offer and then that nice DIY option. So you're really meeting people anywhere they could be, which is super. I would have awesome. done it if I didn't already learn what I learned through doing the first four things that I did yeah. before my actual book. Cause the first four were journals, right? Before the actual book came out, I would have, the course would have been perfect for me because I like, I'm, I'm good with technology. I can learn things. I can figure things out. And I kind of, you know, I had a coach at the beginning and then I kind of figured things out for the last two projects that I did. If you if you just need that extra little push, that extra little bit of guidance, and you have this idea, and you just need like, okay, I have this thing written, I have my manuscript written, right? It's usually just a Word document. P.S. It's not any fancy technology. It's just like yeah. a Word or a Pages document. You have it done. You're like, now I want to get this thing going. 
the course will be perfect for you if if you have the time available to learn. And um, it's also, like I said, lifetime access modules go at your own pace. It's unteachable. So it's like when you're done, you know, you come back in, you can see the things you've already done, right? Lots of tutorial style videos to help walk you through. Um, And also some explanation of stuff too, right? Like picking your Amazon categories, like picking what category to go into. There's like a bit of strategy that goes into that to make sure that you're in the right categories. And how do I pick which category? How do I know which one? So there's like tutorials and explanations on things that you maybe wouldn't know, or you'd be spending a lot of time trying to like Google and figure out. Well, totally. I think that publishing, like self-publishing, well, it sounds very intimidating because it's one of those things where you're like, I don't even know what I don't know. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Like you were like Amazon KDP. I'm like zero idea. idea. (laughs) Right. And so, so, and that's where it's like, of course, like that's very helpful because it's like, here, I'll package up everything I have learned through these years of figuring this out on my own, the hard way. And I'm going to give it to you and it's going to make your experience easier and, and more streamlined. And so that you can, you know, like learn the strategies from from it's somebody just like who's done anything, it. right? Like totally. Podcasting is a great example. You could try to figure it out on your own, of which many people do, but there's a lot of moving parts to a podcast as well. You think it's just, oh, I push on my iPhone and I pay, hey, I'm listening to this podcast and someone, you just think it's an audio clip, but there's like more that goes into it than mm-hmm. just an audio clip, right? There's the hosting and there's, you know, how does it go to iTunes? How does it go to Spotify? Or it's just like anything in life. You know, if you're learning how to drive a car, you want to have someone show you how to do it or just like get in there and try to figure out how to drive a five-speed and have no no guidance or no idea. You could figure it out, I'm sure, eventually. But if you want to kind of speed that up a little bit, collapse time around it, figure out the things that you don't know and now you need to know and, and understand how to do it. I also have a Facebook group too for anyone that is in the course so that they can real-time ask, I just got to this module and this is what came up and I have a question about this or you know, just asking for advice along the way, because that's another thing you try to do it on your mm-hmm. own, you can do it on your own. But if you have a question that's specific, you don't necessarily have a specific answer to it, right? You're just kind of like, I don't know, you go to your Facebook status update. Does anyone know how to put, a, you know, you're just like asking, yeah, or you're like, just going into the crickets, right? So yeah, or you're going into Google and just hoping you can find yes. the right, yeah, yeah. The right forums, like trying to find like, somebody answering this or is it just everyone keeps going I don't know <laughs> you know yeah so it's like the the little bit lower level of support because it's not obviously me and you directly going through the process but you definitely get your questions answered that you know from someone who has done it multiple times over and can give you feedback on it versus just trying to google and and hopefully cross your fingers to get an answer yeah. And I think that that it's, it's such a beautiful mo- like business model that you've offered because you really, like I said earlier, meet somebody wherever they are. And I always talk to people about, you know, like, look at the buckets that you have, right? You have like your time bucket, your money bucket and your energy bucket, right? And be really savvy with your buckets. Right? So yeah, if you have smart about you know, a bit more in your money bucket and maybe a little less in your time bucket, then maybe it's, you know, going the more full service way, right? But vice versa, if you have a bit more time and a little less money, maybe you're doing it a bit more DIY, that's okay. There's no right or wrong way. It's the way that that fits for you. So that's super cool. So is your course available now or did it lo- is it launching soon yeah. or? Yeah, my course, I, I haven't really done a whole lot of work on it. I do have students that are in it already, but I haven't talked a ton about it. I think mostly because I was just like, just did another launch of my last co-author project. So, um, so I'll be talking a lot more about it. If you're checking me out on Instagram, you'll see me talking more about it. But yeah, you can find it uh, on my website, momfitandaf.com. Yeah, which is so awesome. And that was going to, that's a nice segue because you can carry on and tell us where you can, we can find you online. <laughs> Everything's just Monfident AF. So we're at Monfident AF. If you go to Facebook and type in Monfident AF, I have 
a few Facebook groups. You're going to probably see some of my co-author groups pop up there, but I have a Facebook group called the mom squad, which is more general, you know, confidence. I'm sure podcast episodes. I might continue the conversation about the podcast, sort of like your group here. And then I have self-published society. So you can join that group, even if you haven't purchased a course or done anything with me yet. And you just want to come in there and get a little bit more insight about self-publishing. But yeah, if you go on Facebook and type Momfident AF in the search bar, you'll see my page will come up. My, any of my Facebook groups will come up. So you can check me out at any way there. And then my website, momfitandaf.com. Um, I actually have a really cool freebie right now. This doesn't have anything to do with, <laughs> this is a weird segue, but just to let your watchers or your listeners know, um, if you go momfitandaf.com slash freebies, I have these really cool desktop backgrounds. Passion project for me. I love organization and productivity. So it was made for Mac because I have a Mac computer, but I think that it will just work on any computer because it's just a wallpaper basically that you put on your desktop and it just puts things into categories. So for me, it's like, you know, things I'm working on right now, things that are, you know, screenshots that I want to save, things that I'm editing or things that need to be filed away somewhere in another folder. And it just keeps those current things that you're working on right there at eye level. And then when you don't need to have them right then and there, you put them away in their folders, right? So if anyone is interested in that, that was poorly planned. I don't have a freebie to give you. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It actually, you reminded me to uh, to go download those because I've been meaning to. I saw you with them on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I got to get me those. I yeah, love that. I that's cool. If you find me on Instagram and check out my reels, you'll see that there's a recent reel that I posted um, about changing your desktop background. A lot of people really were interested in it, loved it. It was like, it's one of those things. It's completely not what I'm doing right now, really, but I just did it for myself. And I was like, maybe someone else would like this. So there's like okay. seven different ones you could choose from. It's free monthandaf.com slash freebies. <laughs> super fun, super fun. And I I highly, highly encourage you to check out Courtney on Instagram, especially. I always am very amazed at how creative your stories are. Like I swear, oh, all the you. little graphics and everything. I'm always like, man, you know, if I, and, and I don't say this in a bad way, if I was ever going to compare, I'm like, I am not creative <laughs> compared to Courtney. Oh my gosh. It is I love all progress, the colors and it's so fun. It's just so fun and positive. And I think that's exactly what we, what we need. So that's so Thank awesome. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. So thank you so much. I think this was a super useful episode. I think that if anybody's been on the fence about, you know, writing in a co-author book or writing in, you know, their own book, I think they're, they have so many options and it's just so empowering. And to know that there's some really approachable people who can help you make that dream a reality. I think that's really, really important. So mm -hmm. thank and you. Just to last mention, if anyone is interested in co-authoring, you can also, I mean, momfidentaf.com will have everything that you need, but momfidentaf.com slash co-authoring will give you a ton of information about co-authoring. I'm not doing an intake right now, but the next one will be in January. So if you are interested, there's an application form there. You can click on apply here and it will take you to an application form. So if anyone's interested and they're unsure and they just want a little more information or they want to have it, you know, sometimes you hear a podcast and you're like, I want to look at it and see like what it actually is and the more information. There's a couple of videos there. There's some testimonials from some of my girls and you can just read all about like the entire process. So if you amazing. want to check that out, it's all on my website. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for name. having me. This has been so fun. Like I said, I'm usually the one being, you know, host hat. So I, it's so fun for me to be a guest and it's, I'm realizing that now that I'm jumping on with more people, it's really nice to be asked and answer stuff because I can share it, but it's like, it's nice for someone to ask you a question and for you to be absolutely a question asker. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'm really, really honored that you were on Mind Over Motherhood. And thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. 
be sure to subscribe so you can get updated each week when a new episode is released. Have comments or questions about this episode? Reach out to me on either Instagram or Facebook at Carly Crew or through my website at carlycrew.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could share it with someone you love or snap a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can say hello. As always, remember, you're meant for more mama and there's nothing wrong with that.